everyone. Welcome back to The Road to Oz. I'm Cassie. And I'm Chloe. As we've stated in every episode, due to the outbreak of COVID-19, SUNY Oswego is not able to have traditional face-to-face visits anymore. However, we wanted to make sure that you still get to experience the student perspective on our school and also learn about different aspects of our campus. In the creation of this podcast, we're using video chat call-ins to make sure we are maintaining social distance. On this episode, we will be speaking with a few of our professional staff on campus who are great resources for staying healthy on campus. We will be speaking about our fitness centers, our health services, our counseling services, and Title IX. So for our first guest, we have Brian Wallace. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling us about um, what you do at SUNY Oswego? Sure. Uh, As you mentioned, my name is Brian, and I am the fitness center manager uh, on campus. I am also... Uh, an adjunct uh, instructor as well. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about the fitness centers on campus? Sure. So we have um, we have two fitness centers on campus. Um, they are both kind of all-encompassing fitness centers with a range of standard equipment that you would see uh, in most fitness facilities, cardio, strength, functional training, Uh, The facilities themselves, uh, one is on the western side of campus, which is a mostly residential place, and uh, our uh, other facility is located more centrally on campus, and that um, is mirrored some of the more uh, the academic buildings, uh, but also serves the uh, lakeside community. So those are the two two gyms, Cooper and Gomerglass are their names, and... um, yeah, they serve the students, uh, faculty, and staff. Great. So um, can you talk about how much it costs to have a gym membership and what that membership gets you? Sure thing. Um, so for most students, uh, particularly the ones that will be living on campus, uh, the fee is $60 for the semester, uh, or you can sign up for the full academic year at 110 uh, if you are a residential student, or excuse me, a commuter student, so you are not going to be living on campus uh, at all, then the fee is $75 for the academic year and 140 uh, excuse me, 75 for the semester, 140 for the academic year. With the membership, you can use either fitness center, uh, you can use them um, as many times as you'd like. Uh, What's included is access to group exercise classes and also uh, access to personal training, which is uh, part of the membership. So it's a free service uh, for the folks that uh, decide to get a membership. Awesome. So um, what are other things that the fitness center does throughout the year to keep students active? Sure. So um, just to kind of continue on with the um, personal training and the, and the group X, because I think both of those are things that uh, the purpose is to get students active and then help maintain their activity level. Uh, we can't drag a student to the gym, um, which I think a lot of people would pay for that service, uh, but we just we can't do it. So we got to find ways to get people to show up, uh, which is, again, a struggle that a lot of people have. Uh, so the group fitness, um, you know, classes like uh, Zumba, yoga, um, kickboxing, cycling, uh, different toning uh, style classes. You know, you go there, 
you have fun, you're in a group, uh, you know that the class is going to happen, that the instructor is going to walk you through everything. And um, it's just something that you can attend with your friends uh, as well. And, um, you know, with that, we like to also incentivize people to actually come to those group classes. So we do a lot of giveaways. So it's one thing that we'll do. Uh, sometimes we might have like a punch card system. So you go to 10 classes, you get this prize. You go to 20 classes, you get this prize. Uh, just to give someone a little uh, appreciation of their efforts that they're doing. Uh, and then our personal training program, uh, very popular. Uh, it's you know, There's nothing better than like committing to exercise and having someone guide you through that. So that's what our student trainers do. Uh, they try to get you set up on the program so you can do it on your own. And sometimes it's just the, 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 the fact that you have to meet with somebody uh, will get you to go to the gym. And then just some other things that we do throughout the semester, throughout the academic year, uh, just events. So just kind of things to get people together. Uh, for example, we have a, a 5K run in the fall we normally host, a great pumpkin run. Uh, that is something that any, anybody can participate in. It's a celebration of fitness and a kind of a challenge that people can set up for themselves. We have a bench press competition. Uh, we have group fitness marathon. Uh, we host free group, group X classes uh, all throughout campus. So we might do one in the residence hall. Uh, we might do one for a sport club or an organization. Uh, color run, we uh, typically do in the spring. We've hosted volleyball tournaments as well and just other incentivized things. Basically, you know, those things are free for students to participate in. And it's just like, all right, here's what fitness looks like. Here you can do it with a group of people. And hopefully that reminds you that you, know, you should be exercising. That's cool. Yeah, some of those events are really fun, like the color run. Yeah. Um, so what do you think the benefits of students staying active on campus are? Um, so normally I always like to scare students, be like, hey, freshman 15. Uh, <laughs> but it, that's actually not a thing. And, uh, you know, freshmen don't really have to worry about that. However... Uh, a lot of times when students get to campus, they are maybe active, uh, involved in a club or a sport uh, prior to coming to Oswego, and then that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, so we have to get students to keep that activity level going. Why? Well, students tell us some of the reasons why they are Maybe they're, uh, they're struggling in class or they're not getting the best grades they can get in class. And they, they'll say, well, it's because of stress. It's because uh, maybe I'm not, you know, have the same energy level. Uh, I'm a bit depressed or I'm a bit anxious. All those things are going to happen. Okay, that's just life. That's just what students go through. And then with at least exercise and fitness, those are that fitness can help those things. You know, they can help manage stress tremendously. If you ask our people now who are regularly active, they're going to say the number one reason why I do this is so I can manage my stress. So this is going to help a student to be successful here on campus. It just gives them another tool in their toolbox so they can be successful while they're here. Awesome. So is there anything else you think is important to share with prospective um, or incoming SUNY Oswego students? Um... Yeah, so for the incoming students, you know, getting active and taking care of your health 
sometimes gets put on the back burner and that's that's normal that's okay okay you know you're not going to jump into taking care of your own self because you're trying to experience everything else you know like oh i gotta learn where do, where's my first class? Uh, how do I get to this building? What, what does professor mean by this in the syllabus? How do I get my textbook? Uh, how do I make friends? When am I supposed to be eating? How am I supposed to be eating? Do I eat ice cream every meal? You know, these are things that you know, you're dealing with. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I got to start figuring out this exercise thing on, my, on myself as well. So it's okay if you start the semester and you're not immediately engaged in your own personal health. But at some point... A few weeks in, you have to take a look in the mirror and just do a quick check of yourself. You know, how are you doing mentally? How are you doing physically? Uh, is there anything that you feel is problematic or is there anything you're having success at? And then find ways to connect with other students to live healthier as well. It's okay when you're eating at the dining hall to talk about what are, you know, what are some healthy choices or, hey, what's that on your feet? Is that you know that was a vegetarian meal? What, you know, how's that taste? What is that? Uh, oh wow, salad! I never thought about tr- trying that. Okay, there you go. Ah, going to the gym. I, I got this membership, but I'm not. I'm not using it. Okay, well, well, why don't we go together? So, you know, I think that's the way how students kind of get involved, especially our, our first year students or our incoming transfers. Um, that and then that's going to really help them be successful here. Okay, well, thank you so much, Brian, for sharing some really great information about the fitness centers. We appreciate it. No problem. Okay, so for our next guest, we have Angie Brown. So do you mind introducing yourself? Hi, my name is Angie Brown. I'm one of the nurse practitioners at Health Services at SUNY Oswego and the director of Student Health Services. Hey, so can you talk about um, what Health Services SUNY Oswego provides? Absolutely. Um, We provide lots of services. I like people to think of us mostly as like a primary care office. So what you would use your provider at home is what you can utilize us for. Um, You know, if you're sick, you have an injury, you have a question. Um, We offer STI testing, vaccines. We do physicals for jobs and returning sports um, athletes. Um, We do lab draws if students need, you know, labs done um, through us or through the other providers. We also offer prep and transgender care. So those are just kind of some of the top highlights that we offer. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit about how you would make an appointment um, and what walk-in hours are? Absolutely. So things are a little different right now, but normally um, we do have walk-in hours from 8.30 to 10.30 every morning. And that means a student can just walk in and sign in to be seen. And it's kind of, you know, first come, first serve. So the later during the walk-ins you come, you might have to wait a little longer. And then we have appointments for the rest of the day. We do also offer students through their patient portal to book um, appointments online. And that's actually how we're operating right now is, is fully online and, and booking appointments that way. Well, so um, what advice would you have for a student who is looking to see someone, but um, it's outside of your normal hours? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, everything happens after we close, right? That's just the way it works. So um, there's a couple different options. Um, students can utilize, we have a 24-hour nurse triage line. It's called Phone Med. Um, all this information is on our website. So if a student needed to look something up, they could go to our, you know, our website, health services. Um, the number is located on there. 
There also is some local urgent care um, in the Oswego area. So if a student needed to go, you know, and they couldn't make it to us, they can go to one of the urgent cares. And then if it was something really serious, they could always utilize the emergency room if they needed. Awesome. So do you have to pay for any of the health services as a student? Um, the answer to that is yes and no. So all the students um, pay a health fee each semester and that health fee covers, I would say, almost everything that is offered, you know, at health services, your appointments, we have a small dispensary, so medications, cold clinic stuff. There are a few option, um, optional tests that students can choose to pay out of pocket or charge to their student accounts if they choose not to um, utilize their insurance for those. And some students, you know, are a little nervous to utilize insurance um, depending on what, what it is. So there are some options like that. But most everything is free and you don't need insurance to see us at health services because you pay that health fee. Awesome. Do you have anything else that you think is important for incoming students to know about health services? Um, probably some of the most important things I like to tell students is that if you currently have a provider at home, like say you're on, um, you know, medications for a long-term illness, like maybe asthma or, or high blood pressure or, um, you know, mental health, um, you know, keep that relationship with them. And because you're only going to be with us for a snippet of time, we obviously can collaborate and coordinate with them if we need to, you know, adjust medications and things like that. But I, I don't want students to sever relationships with their home providers and, you know, um, expect to get all the prescriptions and everything here because we can help um, but we can't you know fully take over all the care all the time so awesome well thank you so much for joining us and talking about health services we really appreciate it okay thank you okay so for our next guest we have kate wolf liga from the counseling services center so would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit um about what you do at oswego and how long you've been at oswego sure so um, I am a licensed mental health counselor and director of the Counseling Services Center. Uh, I've been at the college for a little over, um, uh, well, just, just under four and a half years, and, um, and I'm an alum, an undergraduate alum. Awesome. We love when our <laughs> alumni come back to us, we go. I like, I love that. Um, so what counseling services does SUNY Oswego offer? So the center offers individual um therapy, couples counseling, group counseling, crisis counseling, and psychiatric services. They're limited psychiatric services, but some limited. Um, and we generally try to stay relatively short term, especially given that we're on a semester system. So we will refer, refer students to other providers off campus. Okay, and do you have to pay for these counseling services? So we are based off of the student health fee. So the services are included with a student's payment for that. The vast majority of our students pay a student health fee. Um, generally, those who don't are students who are part-time in the afternoon um, or they are a completely online student. Awesome. And how would you make an appointment um, to come visit the counseling services? So students can just walk right into 202 Hewitt Union. This is our current home. Um, we are a little displaced right now from our, uh, our permanent home at Mary Walker Health Center on the lake uh, because it's undergoing renovation. So students can walk in to make an appointment uh, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 
or they can um, call 315-312-4416. So, um, and uh, you mentioned the hours. So what if it's someone thinks that they're in a, an emergency or crisis situation, they need to speak to someone immediately or need help with someone else now? Sure. So we offer um, walk-in crisis services. Students can walk directly into the center between 9 and 12 and 1 to 3.30, Monday through Friday. Um, so it's just kind of chunks, big chunks of time during our normal business day. Um, and in addition to that, we offer after-hours crisis services. So um, if a student is struggling and feels they're in crisis, but it's not a life-threatening crisis, they can just call the center. They choose a, a specified option on our voicemail, and it will connect them to a live person to talk to. Awesome. Um, and I know something awesome the counseling service offers is Let's Talk. So can you talk a little bit about it and just explain what it is? Sure. So we've got great, great utilization um, of our Let's Talk service. We have Let's Talk. Um, we had adopted it from another college who really recognized that there were certain student populations that just weren't willing to engage in traditional counseling. It might be something that wasn't culturally consistent for them. Um, or, you know, for, for multiple reasons. So they found great success with being able to offer this alternative to students. We have, um, we've adopted it with the intent of just making it more convenient for students uh, to access the drop-in one-time um, kind of consult with a counselor. So we offer them at convenient locations on campus and they generally tend to be a little bit later in the day, which is, is super convenient for our students. Um, additionally, because we are in the middle of a pandemic right now, we are offering something called Let's Text um, for students who just don't have the capability of doing some sort of a video audio call. Um, maybe there's just privacy issues, something like that. Um, and we're doing something called Epoch, uh, which is actually a group format, but it's drop-in service. <clears throat> That's great. And finally, is there anything else that you think is important for incoming uh, students to know about uh, SUNY Oswego's counseling services? Sure. You know, we certainly want students to know, um, and even prospective students who might not have confirmed that they're coming to Oswego yet, that they can call us for consultation if they want more information about what we offer. Um, we provide a ton of outreach events, um, awareness activities, education on campus, and try to keep it really fun. And um, we're supporting self-care ideas and tips through our social media account. Um, Instagram is where we're the most active, and it's uh, called at mindful underscore Oz. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and talking about the counseling services that we offer. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So for our next guest, we have Lisa Vineski. So do you mind introducing yourself, saying a little bit what you do, um, and how long you've been at Oswego? Sure. Um, my name is Lisa Vineski. I'm Title IX coordinator. Um, I've been at SUNY Oswego since 2008, um, but this is my 32nd year working in higher ed. Um, yeah. So what is Title IX? So Title IX is federal law that requires uh, colleges and universities and school systems to prevent discrimination based on sex, including things like sexual assault and sexual harassment. Um, we also follow multiple laws related to Title IX, such as the Clery Act, the Violence Against Women Act, and New York State Article 129A and B, which all have the same thing in common, prevention of and response to sexual and interpersonal violence. 
So, what do you do as a Title IX coordinator, um, and what services does Title IX provide? Sure. We, um, I provide uh, three, three parts to my job for the most part. One is I do lots of training and programming on campus. So I work with student organizations to provide either uh, specific programs for their group or for uh, them to attend one of my sessions. We do a lot of training for our campus so they know how to identify some of the, um, the behaviors and how to report that sort of thing. I work with anyone who has been a victim or survivor of sexual or interpersonal violence and help them with school, with jobs, anything they need help with, and help them also decide if they want to file a report. Um, the third part of my job is really about compliance. So compliance with those five laws I mentioned, um, compliance with state and federal uh, requests for information, and just making sure that our campus is um, compliant with all of these laws. Great, and how can students utilize Title IX to protect themselves and others? Well, I think, you know, one of the great things about our campus is our students and our employees take this very seriously. So um, students can become informed by attending a workshop. They're not all boring. We have games and prizes and lots of ways for people to get information. Um, they can also speak up, speak up if they see something that is um, concerning to them, uh, speak up for a friend or ask for friend, uh, help from a friend. Title IX really, and all of these laws, um, have a lot of protections for students, and um, we're encouraging people to reach out and figure out how to use them. Yeah, I know. I've been to um, a lot of Title IX trainings throughout my four years, and they're probably one of my favorite trainings that I've done, just because you make them so interactive, and you give us prizes, and I always, I think I have like a million It's On Us shirts, and I always wear them, and <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so, what events does Title IX host to inform students about important issues? So, I know you said training. Um, was there anything else big that you guys do? Sure, yeah. We, we actually uh, have a pretty strong social media presence. Uh, we also do uh, just general awareness campaigns. So, uh, we have a lot of swag, a lot of stickers and buttons and t-shirts and things like that. Um, we also uh, do a lot with our interns uh, where they do a lot of outreach and, and just engage with students and employees about these topics. Um, and then we host a couple of bigger events during the school year. We do It's On Us Pledge Days where people take the national It's On Us Pledge, get a t-shirt, take some photos. We also do an annual Yards for Yardley event, which is raising awareness for uh, domestic and dating violence. And um, our whole campus comes together thousand or more people millions of yards walked in one day uh, and it's it's incredible so our community really comes out for this stuff our students our faculty our staff our president um, everybody uh, all across campus is committed and responding well to our um, year-round promotion of healthy relationships that's great yeah I always like love doing yards for yardly i've done it every single year um minus this one but i will i'm going to try to do it how you guys are doing it like remotely now which i think is really cool yeah. um yeah. so yeah that's a really great event um can you, you you mentioned that you have interns um so do you take on first year students as interns and what do your interns do exactly Yes, absolutely. I actually have a lot of different ways that people can participate. So um, if students can get 
credit for it, uh, working with a faculty member, we'll do it that way. If they want to just volunteer, kind of uh, long-term volunteer, where they still get all the cool swag and and uh, it's on us gear, um, they could just do that for a long period of time instead of just event-specific. Um, we also hire work-study students every year. I love hiring first-year students for study because um, – and then if they like me and I like them, they can stay for four years. So that's really fun. For me. Um, I have about 21 staff right now. <laughs> so that includes seniors that are in, you know, uh, major level internships. I have um, super volunteers that I call them. The, uh, and then I also have work study and, and artists that work with me. So, yeah, even artists, if you're a graphic designer, if you do anything with music, if you're a screen printer, um, all of those kinds of things um, people can sign up to do for money. So that's fun, too. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you think is important for incoming students to know about Title IX? Yeah, um, I think, you know, one of the things to remember is this kind of stuff happens everywhere. Everyone knows who maybe has been in a situation like this. And we um, are very just upfront about it. We're very transparent about it. And we say, we know what could happen here. If they happen, come get help. Uh, if you want to get involved in helping to prevent things, there's lots of ways to do it. And um, my experience with students and parents from the past, new students and parents, has been that um, they're very happy that we're transparent and that we're doing something about it. So that's what I want you to know. Hey, well, thank you so much, Lisa, for giving okay. your input and talking about Title IX. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and learning from some of the staff involved in keeping students at SUNY Oswego healthy as we continue on this journey adjusting into this digital age. As always, if you have any questions for us or for any of our guests, please feel free to message us on Instagram at Oswego underscore admission or email us at admis at Stay safe, stay healthy, stay motivated, and stay positive.